The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Financial Excellence with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. Host and moderator Bonnie D. Graham talks with the experts about how game-changing technologies can help you achieve financial excellence for your company. Now, here's Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a new show under the umbrella of Coffee Break with Game Changers presented by SAP. Today is Tuesday, April 2nd, 2013. We are live on the Business Channel and welcome to Financial Excellence with Game Changers. So let me get this party started. Hey, if you want to run with the Game Changers, you came to the right place. Hang on for the next hour. Got great guests, great topic. You don't want to miss this. So today's buzz, financial transformation. Hmm, let's talk about it. Finance professionals are on a continual treadmill. Why? Well, obviously, they're navigating the steep challenges of regulatory reporting, risk versus opportunity balancing, new technology adoption and learning curves, and so much more. The bottom line, rise to the occasion, hang tight, move ahead, or, oops, fall off. The experts speak. We're joined today by Regina Edmiston from Deloitte. Regina says the following, addressing the challenges facing finance organizations is a balancing act across process, technology, and organizational components with integrity of data and transparency to information as the underpinnings to any transformational changes. We're going to hear a lot more from Regina, and she'll tell us about these transformational changes, our topic today. We're also going to hear from KK Dave. His real first name is Krishna Kant, but he told me we're such good friends, I can call him KK. So KK Dave from Deloitte also says... Finance transformation projects have a way of quickly growing bigger than anyone expected. And if you don't watch out, they can grow out of control. KK is going to tell us how to keep them under control, but going and growing in the right direction. And finally, rounding out the panel is James Fisher from SAP. Great quote from James. He says, he not busy being born is busy dying. All you Bob Dylan fans, you know it's from It's All Right, Mom, Only Bleeding from the 1965 album, Bringing It All Back Home. And James says it's ultimately about rebirth and the need to evolve and change the need to transform. We have a lot to talk about with this great Dylan quote. Dylan's hot today. Great quote, James. So join us for the next hour for our financial transformation Ready or not, I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome to Financial Excellence with Game Changers. I have a quick question for my Game Changer listeners before we find out who our guests really are. Are you ready to learn the key ingredients to a successful enterprise mobility strategy? Well, go to our page, spr.ly forward slash game-changers, and download a white paper. We will be glad. And there's infographics there and all kinds of great information with our compliments. Now, let me tell you about our panelists, starting off with Regina Edmiston. She is a principal at Deloitte Consulting. 
As a leader of the SAP Finance Transformation Practice, which is why she's here today with us, Regina focuses on managing global technology transformations and enterprise-wise wide finance redesign initiatives across multiple industries, including financial services, life sciences, and consumer industrial products. Welcome, Regina. How are you today, and where are you calling from? Hi, Bonnie. Glad to be here. I'm calling from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Wonderful. So you and I are both sharing sunny weather here on the west, on the east coast, right? Yep. East, east. Brad's going to take out that west when he edits the episode. I'm so excited about this, Regina. I don't know where I am today. And joining us also is KK Dodd Vay, one of your colleagues at Deloitte. KK is a principal within the SAP Technology Practice of Deloitte Consulting LLP. KK's primary focus is on leading large-scale SAP-enabled transformation projects, working closely with the C-suite. KK Dave, I love the way that rhymes. How are you and where are you calling from today, KK? Hey, good morning, uh, Bonnie. I'm calling from Dallas. Okay, and how's your weather down there? Uh, it's a little gloomy. Uh, we're going to get some cold, but uh, it's, it's, it's pretty good for this time of the year. Well, I think we're going to cheer you up, and thanks for joining the panel. We have a lot to talk about today. And our third guest is James Fisher. He's a VP of Marketing for Analytics at SAP. James is responsible for go-to-market strategy, positioning, messaging, demand generation, and events, roadmap communications, and he's a key stakeholder in solution strategy. And previously, James was a consultant with PwC's Group Reporting Services and with KPMG. Welcome, James. Where are you calling from today? Hi, glad to be here. Calling in from London. Wonderful, Ed. Weather. What's the weather forecast? Uh, well, it's clear blue sky, but very cold still. Okay, well, we're going to heat up the airwaves a little bit with our topic today, financial transformation. And by the way, those of you who are on Twitter, if you go to our hashtag, SAP Radio, that's S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O, Malcolm, our tweeter extraordinaire, has actually posted a video of Bob Dylan video singing, It's All Right, Ma. So those of you who are curious, go to hashtag SAP Radio, click on the video. Thank you, Malcolm. Really, really cool. Okay, so let's go back into the quotes and find out what we're really talking about today. Today. Regina Edmiston, you said addressing the challenges facing finance organizations is a balancing act. You're talking about process, technology, the components of the organization, transparency. There is a lot going on there, Regina. Talk to me. Why do they need to transform? That's my question for you. Tell me what you what's in your quote that helps us answer that big question today. So, Bonnie, really when you look at it, each organization that comes at a finance transformation from a really different vantage point, specifically to address the pain that's intense for them. So no two companies are having the same pain. There's, you know, convoluted or disjointed processes, a lot of handoffs in the process, disconnected systems, people that haven't been able to keep up with the technologies and the learnings, organizational barriers, skill set challenges. There's a whole raft of items that come to mind when companies really undertake a transformation. And to be really transformative and provide the transparency that everyone is looking for right now to run and manage their business, we really need to balance all three components. The people component, making sure that people are ready to embrace the change. The technology piece, making sure that there are proven technologies and enabling technologies that really support the end-to-end business processes, which gets into the third one of having the processes that can be streamlined. Um, you know, I always like to go back and, you know, a Greek philosopher, Heraclitus, once said, the only thing that is constant is change, and that mm-hmm. right now is what we're saying. That's what transformation is all about, continuing ongoing change, taking these three pieces into account. 
So that treadmill is just going and going and going. Regina, before we move to K.K. Dave, your colleague at Deloitte, I have a question for you. What size organizations are we talking about? We're talking about little tiny ones that have just gotten their feet wet and starting to see some revenue, and oh my goodness, maybe we didn't plan this so well. We're talking SMEs, mid-size, small to mid-size enterprises, or are we talking the big behemoths, or everyone? Tell me, Regina. I would say yes, yes, and yes. I think a lot of companies have already started to undertake a transformational process um, many years ago, and now they're revisiting it and looking to say, okay, where can we improve and optimize those? Other smaller companies are realizing that to stay in the game, to continue to acquire and grow their businesses and acquire new businesses, they really need to have a solid platform, a solid foundation, and the people that can support their business. So we're seeing it across the gamut right now. Thank you, Regina. Very well said. And the reason I asked, and this is a note for, for our other panelists today, is that we have a vast audience here on the Business Channel. We don't know who they are. So I want to make sure everybody listening knows, don't hang up, don't touch that app. This is for you, regardless of what your organization is like, what growth stage you're in, what growth stage and maturity you're in. This is great information. Thank you, Regina. We'll be hearing a lot more from you as the show progresses. K.K. Dave, love the name, Poetic, KK. Talk to me. You're saying finance transformation projects can quickly grow bigger than anyone expected, and if you don't watch out, poof, they grow out of control. How bad, how fast are we talking about, KK? Tell me. Well, they really can, right? And, and it's partly because the finance function reaches so deep into the organization, and also because finance transformation initiatives end up uncovering, uh, uncovering issues that nobody could have imagined before the start of the initiative. That's, that's pretty much how, how finance rolls, I think. Uh, plus, I also think it's a test for the finance organization, which has to make hard choices about where it can deliver the most value through transformation. And again, like my colleague Regina said, balancing technology capabilities with business needs and keeping the people angle in mind all along. And, and like, like, like the way I like to say it, finance transformation is equal parts business challenge, technology challenge, and a people challenge. Thank you, KK. I have a question for you. You said they grow quickly. It can be what nobody expected. When you pick up that rug of the finance organization, what kind of surprises tend to come out? What's in that dust or whatever they swept under the rug? How bad could it be? Just give us a little a little bite, a little appetizer of what we'll be talking about. Well, in many ways, fi- the finance function is, you know, is it's got a, it's got a couple of different components. But one of the components is uh, it's got it's got the external reporting uh, fun- function for the organization, and it also has the internal reporting function for the organization, also called as management reporting. Now, as you start looking at the numbers, whether it's external or internal, you quickly find that you're just representing the numbers that are being fed through the different business units, the different functions, the different organizations within your within your company. And, and, and the moment you try and uh, address some of those um, some of those numbers that you may not like, or try and optimize processes that you may not like. Well, guess what? You got to reach out maybe into the sales organization one day, maybe into the operations uh, side of uh, things the other day, and maybe it's the procurement function the third day. And that's what I mean by uh, they can grow big and they can go out of control. 
Okay, thank you very much. We have a lot more to hear from you, and let's round out this segment. James Fisher, SAP. You're quoting Bob Dylan. As I said, you can, anybody who's curious can go to hashtag SAP Radio, and courtesy of Malcolm, click on the video and hear the song. What made you think of Bob Dylan when we were talking about financial transformation? James Fisher, talk to me. Uh, well, I think I think us finance professionals can sometimes be branded uh, as being a little bit grey and perhaps a little bit a little bit dull. Um, I'm trying to bring a bit of, uh, of, of of poetry to to the to the topic. I think ultimately what Bob Dylan was saying with this particular line is really this whole need to 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 change, to evolve, to transform. I think Regina and KK have talked about you know finance transformation and what that could mean for an organisation, but why the business transformation really needs to take place across a whole range of dimensions: the way in which we we service our customers the way in which we work with our employees, the way in which we manage our resources and the way in which we nurture our, our overall business network. And, and finance transformation shouldn't just be about um, some of the more mundane aspects of, of transforming the stewardship or the finance operations. Finance transformation needs to be about enabling um, the finance organization to be a much more strategic partner to the business as a whole and then help the business transform itself across all of those dimensions. So really just picking up the theme of, of transformation and, and taking that to a whole new level in terms of the contribution that finance can make to the overall business. Thank you, James. I have a question for you before we go to break. The question is, at what point is there an awareness of the idea that we need to have a rebirth and a transformation? Who is the one? Is it a whistleblower? Is it a, an individual in the organization? Does somebody say, wait a minute, we have to stop, we have to think, we have to plan, we have to dig, we have to come up with something brand new. We're not really making the climb to where we need to be. Who is the one who starts this rebirth rolling? James? Uh, I don't think that I could identify a single individual. I think if you look at different facets of the finance organization, um, you can see a number of different people taking a, a, a leadership role here. You know, those individuals perhaps in the controlling organization that are looking at perhaps the speed of, uh, of which an organization can publish and distribute its financial information internally and externally. Um, that individual may have a very specific goal in terms of what they want to achieve. Uh, and projects being born out of, of, of key transformation initiatives within the finance organization themselves are very common. But we also see um, other types of transformation initiatives being driven by the business as a whole uh, and CEOs, chief executives, boards as, as a whole bring finance in as an enabler to that change. So I don't think we should pigeonhole uh, the driver of transformation to an in, a, a, a specific individual. I think we need to encourage uh, a range of people to come together and, and initiate transformation, uh, whether it's in finance or out across the wider organization as a whole. Thank you, James. Very good points all. I want to thank Regina, K.K. Dave, and James Fisher for helping me kick off the first segment of our brand new show, Financial Excellence with Game Changers. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. We've got lots more coming up. I don't care what size your company is, what your position is. You want to hear what my experts have to say. Topic today, financial transformation, ready or not. Don't even think of touching that app. We'll be back with lots more right after the break. It's only one minute, so grab a cup quickly. And I'll be finding out what my panelists are drinking today. Brad, out. it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
The time for enterprise mobility is now. According to IDC, by 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase, an SAP company, offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime, anywhere, and on any device. www.sap.com We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Welcome back to Financial Excellence with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Comments? Questions? Send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet during and after the show at hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to Financial Excellence with Game Changers. And it's time for me to find out what my guests are drinking today. Yes, it's important because we're part of the franchise of Coffee Break with Game Changers. I want to know what's in your cup. Regina Edmiston, what are you drinking today, my dear? Well, Bonnie, I apologize. I'm not drinking coffee. I'm drinking Bentley's Orient Treasure Green Tea in a beautiful mug that I got in or cup that I got when I was traveling in Shanghai. Um, not a surprise to anyone, I'm sure, that knows me that I'm drinking tea right now. I love my flavors and my mix and match tea set. Um, quick little story on my tea. I was out of town for about two weeks a couple of years ago and decided I would do some holiday shopping online. And I got a phone call from my husband unexpectedly saying, you know, do you have, I have a question, do you have a shopping problem? And anyone that knows me also knows <laughs> I love to drink tea, but I hate to shop um, in a mall. And I mm. said, no, why? And he said, well, our mailman had to back up the truck into our driveway and unload 25 boxes that are now piled high on the dining room table. Did not want to tell my husband they were not Christmas gifts. They were actually teacups. So if talk to me tomorrow, and I'll be drinking a different flavor and a different teacup from around the world. That is a beautiful story. And by the way, we adore tea stories, Regina. It's not just a, it's coffee break, but it's not coffee, coffee. So thank you. That's a perfect story. And by the way, we're going to send you a Game Changers mug if you send me your snail mail address after the show today. So you'll have another thing to drink from, which awesome. we think thank will make, make it even more delicious. Let's turn to KK Dave. KK, what are you drinking today in Texas? Well, much like my friend Regina, I'm having a cup of chai. This morning, too. Uh, chai, as you know, is the uh, Indian word for tea. Uh, and the chai that I'm having this morning is homebrewed uh, with fresh hand-ground spices such as cardamom, cinnamon, hint of black pepper, and also some freshly grated ginger, all brewed together with a little bit of milk and sugar. Uh, Beautiful. It's called, yeah, it's called masala chai, and that's my favorite brew when I'm home and, and sometimes have the luxury of carrying a cup with me to work. Hey, KK, I can send you my snail mail address as well. <laughs> I, I'll be happy to share the recipe and make it up for you. Trust me, this, this brew will wake you up. It will fill up your senses all at the same time. 
Wonderful. You could put the link on our hashtag, hashtag SAP Radio. I think everybody is salivating right now. This is, <laughs> this is one of the best stories we've had. James Fisher, this is going to be hard to beat, kiddo. What are you drinking today, James? Well, I'm not going to try to beat that. Um, I'm afraid <laughs> I am I am here at uh, 20 past five in the, the evening in, in London. Um, I am drinking coffee. Uh, in fact, I've been drinking coffee most of the uh, most of the day. I've got a, a, a new an espresso machine which I'm I'm fairly addicted to. Um, and what I particularly love to do is go and take a break, make a cup of coffee, and then walk into uh, the backyard because I work at home when I'm I'm not travelling and mm-hmm. make a few calls, drink a cup of coffee in the uh, in the sun. And in this particular part of London, we have a a, a load of, of of green parakeets that escaped about ten years ago and have been. Uh, uh, multiplying uh, with great pace, so you can quite often hear me sat in the back garden with a cup of coffee on a conference call with the the pleasant sound of squawking parakeets in the background. But I didn't do that today because you told me you wanted a quiet line. I did. I'm sorry, you're not supposed to make the host crack up with laughter. This is a business show, James. Thank you very much. That's gr- great stories. The three of you, I must say, I'm going to ask Malcolm after the show. This was one of one of the best sets of coffee stories and whatever we're drinking stories. I have to add that Malcolm, our my co-producer and tweeter extraordinaire, says, I quote, uh, he says, after flirting with the Keurig, hmm, tisk tisk, Malcolm. Malcolm is back to drinking his favorite drip brewed equator coffees house blend bravo malcolm and my comment of course is they don't let me have caffeine on show days so there it's just water for me okay so let's dive into our roundtable we have so much to talk about regina i'm going to say ladies first i never say that on the show but what the heck you have some very interesting comments here about technology go live we want to talk about technology the role of technology in financial transformation i'm going to read a little something you sent me before the show let's kick it off with that and then we'll have everybody join in. You say, any transformation program that looks at the initial technology go live is shortcutting their opportunities. Go live is just the beginning. It establishes the platform for growth and optimization. But, and why don't you fill in the blank, Regina, but what is the shortcoming of technology? Are people too tech focused? Talk to me. Yeah, it's not really the focus that technology is the shortcoming. It's if all you focus on is the technology go live itself. So when you think about a project, people are going to go through the pain and the agony and the joy and the ups and the downs of going through an implementation project, looking at the people, looking at the process, looking at the technology, looking at the data, looking at all those things, and it culminates in the users having access to the system, to new processes enabled by the system. If that's where you focus is on the go-live, you're missing the opportunity to continue to expand and progress that transformation beyond the go-live. So that's really the start. I always say the end of the project is the beginning of the finance journey. Sounds very interesting and probably the beginning of all the work. I know K.K. Dave has a similar point about that. K.K. says don't fixate on technology. K.K., why don't you join in with Regina? What do you think about her fact that uh, it's not just the start? It's like, woohoo! look what we did. Look what we adopted. Look what we learned to use. Okay, our work is done. Do you think that companies, finance organizations, are tending to get so excited that they fixate on technology too long, too hard? Talk to me, K.K., yeah, I think uh, I, we've seen that quite a bit in the past, and we continue to see that in pockets, although I have to say that a lot of organizations are now adopting a more transformational approach to their technology implementations. And, and as, we, as we've talked before, it involves all three aspects, people, process, and technology. 
and and I think I think you know too, a lot of organizations get so caught up in the technology that they forget about everything else. And again, technology is just a tool and an enabler. And without the right people and processes, the technology cannot be successful. Yeah, okay, okay James, jump yeah. in real quick here. Please do, um, Regina. You, you made some really good points. I think the, the big thing that we need to remember is that these transformation projects are business projects. They're not just IT projects. They're really enabling, as you said, the business. So we need to make sure that the right people are engaged throughout the project so that we're getting the best outcomes for the business because it really is a business opportunity. James, I need to get your voice in here. You're talking about, to me, you said technology innovations enable companies to grow, evolve, drive efficiencies. What is the hand-holding or the hand-off, if you will, James Fisher, between the IT team and the business, the finance team, the finance organization, as far as what Regina's talking about, that go-live point where you can start to evolve once the, once the go-live is there, what the heck do you do next, James? Well, I think, as Regina said, you know, the, these types of transformation projects, and just take an example in the finance world that, that's very common, is a, uh, something that the, the team at Deloitte do a lot, fast-closed types of, of projects, speeding up the reporting time frame. Um, you can't do a project like that without a combination of the business, in this case the finance people, and IT. And, in fact, if you look at implementations of, of technology solutions around, say, the fast-closed topic, by far and away the most successful implementations, the, the, by far and away the most successful transformation projects in terms of the biggest gains in this instance, how quickly you close your books, come where there is a really strong partnership between the IT team that is responsible for implementing a particular technology and the business mm-hmm. team that are going to ultimately use that. And I think as you move beyond that implementation piece, in the, in the sense of a fast-closed project, continuous improvement on an ongoing basis is one of the biggest opportunities. Regina made the point earlier, and I think that we need to ensure that we don't just look at these things as, as technology projects that are driven by IT, because they're just not going to be successful and they're not going to deliver the value that they can do with that strong partnership between both groups. James, who would lead such a project? I'll open this up to James, to KK, to Regina. When, when this, this, I won't say the mood strikes, I don't want to trivialize it, but when, when the knowledge comes to the table that, uh oh, it's time, we have to do a financial transformation, who's sitting at that table? Who's the one who gets tasked with building that strategic team that says, this is what we're going to look into for technology? These are the people who are going to usher it in, help us install, help us do the learning curve, and then these are the finance people who are going to run with it and make sure we leverage our investment in the technology. So who's who's at the helm here? Is it the IT person? Is it the business person? Is it all the way up to the CFO? James, start this off, and I want everybody to chime in, please. I think it has to be a strong combination, but, but from my perspective, and, and I'm perhaps slightly biased, I would say that any finance transformation needs to ultimately be led by the owner of, of, of the business. And if that's the CFO or that senior executives within the finance business, I, I think they need to own it and they need to drive it. I don't believe that you can have a successful finance transformation project of which technology is one component uh, if, it's, if it's not led by the, the, the finance team. Yeah. Okay. This is KK. KK, yes, please. Yeah, I agree with James. I think uh, I think the business uh, needs to own a transformation project and project, and especially the, uh, if you're if you're working in a finance organization, the CFO obviously makes the right choice. That said, you you've got to you've got to have a strong partner in your IT organization when you when you 
work on a project that has got such a heavy technology uh, implication to it. So I, I think of it as business-led but IT-enabled. Okay. Regina, what do you think? Who's, who's yeah. leading the pack here? Who's yeah, in charge? I would say um, I agree that the business needs to definitely own it and that IT needs to round that out, that there really needs to be a good partnership. But the one thing that I would also say is think about where the processes are going to be deployed. So in a lot of cases, your project is going to be owned by the sponsor, someone that's well-respected within the organization, can make decisions and, and drive the transformation. But then when you need to think about where it's going to be deployed, it may be deployed in five different locations. And there I think you need to also have a business leader that is respected and can help facilitate that change that is coming down from the top. Regina, does this uh, go to a talking point you sent me before the show? You say finance continues to exist in the steward operator roles, focusing on efficiency and control. Is this what we're talking about, being the steward of these financial transformation projects? Well, the way, when we look at a finance organization, um, we always say that they have four faces. So a finance function is a steward. They, can, they want to get the numbers right. Um, they're also an operator. They're looking for efficiencies and how to do things more efficiently, you know, sort of the, the train getting their own time. Um, then they also act as a catalyst and a strategist where they're a business partner, number one, earning the right to, be at the, to join the business at the table and then really becoming a, a, a true partner and invited to have a seat at the table in all of those business discussions. And what we're seeing right now is a lot of transformational projects. Um, if I look and say, where is my organization operating right now? They're really operating in efficiency and control. So they really aren't partnering with the business. And that's what these transformation projects are about. It's moving the needle up so that we can get out of the, you know, the checkers checking checkers and all the reconciliations and all the audit components and things like that and really getting up to adding business value. And for that, we need the, the strategic mindset of the leaders in the business driving that. Thank you, Regina. Thank you, KK. Thank you, James. Guess what, kids? We're at the point of another break. That's my responsibility to take you across that threshold. We're going to take our halfway break. When we come back, it's time for another segment of Roundtable. We're speaking today with Regina Edmiston from Deloitte, KK Dave from Deloitte, and James Fisher from SAP. They're drinking amazing things, and they have great ideas for you. If you're talking to the people in your company about financial transformation, if not, maybe the time has come. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. You're listening to the debut episode of Financial Excellence with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Don't even think of touching that app, that mouse, that dial. We'll be right back. Brad, out. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The time for enterprise mobility is now. According to IDC, by 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase, an SAP company, offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime, anywhere, and on any device. www.sap.com Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business.
Welcome back to Financial Excellence with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Comments? Questions? Send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet during and after the show at hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to Financial Excellence with Game Changers. Here we are. Je pense donc je suis. I love to throw in a little Rene Descartes at the beginning of the third segment. We're going to open this segment talking to KK Dave from Deloitte. KK, talk to me about, well, we're, our topic today is financial transformation, ready or not. What's the competitive advantage? Everybody wants to know how can we grow? How can we thrive? How can we survive? But it all really comes down to outdoing the competition. So what does financial transformation have to do with that, KK? Well, the way I like to think about competitive advantage in finance transformation is you've, you've got a, you've got a, you've got a few dozen processes uh, or more, if, uh, if not more, in the finance organization. And, and all organizations who are undertaking a finance transformation project need to sort of categorize and prioritize these processes and, and sort of have a, have a, uh, a good understanding of which processes are truly uh, differentiating them from their competitors which processes are more strategic for their industry, for their organization, and it's going to set them apart. So what I like to, what, the way I like to think about this is you've, you've got to categorize uh, or, or rather segment your processes into saying what are the more infrastructural processes, uh, you know, stuff that's, that's just more like pipe, piping of the house. It's, they're going to run. They don't have to be really uh, different or unique, uh, you, but you need them for sure. And then what are some of the core and strategic processes which help you differentiate your company, your organization from the rest of the market? And that's where you want to try and focus a bulk of your time, money, and energy. KK, hey, give KK, me an example. Go ahead, Regina, please. No, I'm just going to say, you know, that brings to mind, you know, some of the process maturity um, that we sometimes look at with our clients and with our, you know, with different companies. Um, you, no one needs to be an expert in every single finance function. Um, so if you look at the maturity level of where you are in your processes and then look at the maturity level of where you want to go and be realistic around, about that, that can also help drive where you need to have that competitive advantage because, you know, in some companies, you know, accounts receivable and how you treat your customer and all of that is really critical. Um, in other companies, not maybe not so much because it's more mass-produced um, product. If you look at your um, financial reporting, um, each area, everyone has, each company should assess where they currently are, how far they want to go in that level of maturity, and that can drive that, um, you know, the roadmap for their for their transformative um, approach. Regina, this is Bonnie. Could you expand? You mentioned customer-facing processes in terms of accounting. Uh, how would this touch the customer, this financial transformation? Is it something as simple as your credit policy for your company or how you take the money at the cash register or your return policy? How, do those weave in together? We're talking competitive, but let's take it all the way down to the end customer. How does financial transformation impact your decision, your relationship to the customer experience? Help me with this. Yeah, I mean, I think um, there are many processes that touch the end customer. And what we need to look at is, you know, whether it's extending credit, whether it's collecting cash, whether it's, you know, following up because um, there's past due receivables, 
all of those things, how you want to, any transaction that occurs has a financial implication to it. So there always is a touch point, um, whether you're dealing with your customers, whether you're dealing with your vendors, and whether you're dealing with your internal organization. Those are all either internal or external customers, and you have to look at um, the impact that changing that process is going to have on that relationship and how it's either going to really move the needle in a, in a place that you need to move it or whether it's just, you know, table stakes and you need to have that process right, but it really is not going to have a longer-term impact. James Fisher, I want to get you in on this conversation. What do you think about financial transformation and its relationship to what we could term customer centricity? Any stories you want to share or examples? Yeah, I think, you know, the, Regina makes a very good point. If you look at finance processes as, as, as a whole and fin- finance transformation projects that serve them, there are all manner of efficiency gains that you can make within in finance. And the quality of service that finance provides to the whole organization, the cost of finance as a percentage of revenue, all of those types of things are kind of measures to, to demonstrate the success or the, the benefit or competitive advantage, whatever you want to call it, around uh, a finance project. But really the, the more intangible benefits start to come when you enable finance to, to set the, the tone of the business more differently. You know, so the ability, for example, to take all that good finance data you have around um, a customer in terms of their payment terms, the discount levels that they're receiving, but being able to then mash that up with the availability of stock and put that type of data onto a mobile device directly into the hands of a sales guy uh, that's out meeting with a customer on a daily basis. It gives him or her all of the information they need to negotiate and foster a better relationship. And that ultimately helps you sell more. It helps you improve your yield. You maybe can reduce discounting. You can offset decisions against how much credit you will extend somebody because of their payment history. So you really become an enabler to every part of the business doing a better job, whether that's the guy that's selling to the customer, the person that's Mm -hmm. delivering the product or service. That's the way to think about it. Take it to that level as opposed to just think about the cost of the individual process. Okay, I want to ask a question for all three of my panelists, if I may. I was talking originally about what is the nature of the team? Who drives this financial transformation business, IT, and we decided it's business, it's the finance, perhaps the CFO. What about, let's say a company is getting a lot of bad press, quote-unquote, in social media about their financial policies, about their return policies, about the way they take the money or don't take the money, their customer friendliness at the cash register, at the point of sale. Can this drive back in all the way up to the top, up to the C-suite, what you think you need in terms of the nature of your financial transformation? James, I'll start with you, so that you then go in search of new policies, technology to support those, leveraging technology in finance so that you can trickle it all the way down to the other end where you have a customer experience. That's a long journey, isn't it, James, from what the customer is experiencing to how you're going to change the corporate policy of finance? Talk to me. Yeah, I think it, I think it is a long journey, and I think there are different drivers for, for these types of projects to kick off. I mean, an example that I think sticks in my mind um, dates back a, a few months where I was sat here and saw, uh, interestingly, a Google alert come up about Google uh, where their, their publisher uh, allegedly misfiled or, or filed their, um, their quarterly report early. Um, without some of the additional narrative that the CEO was going to include in that report. And it wiped 
a whole bunch of, of cash off the value of, of Google stock. Uh, it had a big impact on um, uh, on um, the, the the trading of the stock. It was suspended, um, and, and that had a huge ramifications across social media, across the news um, networks. And that's the type of event that I see from an external perspective, kick, kicking off a, a need for a particular project. In their case, perhaps looking at how they they go through their last mile of, of finance. But it could simply be down as well to other drivers that are uh, perhaps more competitive. You know, if, if your um, uh, competitors are able to publish their financial results uh, ahead of you, that may be a, a, a driver for, for change. I think it's really, as, as KK said, you know, about the different, different types of business process and where they impact um, end customers or, or consumers or regulators, and all of those things can kick off a, a project from my perspective. Very, very interesting. Thanks for sharing that story. Very compelling. It's, uh, it's not anything I had imagined would be a reality, but it certainly is important to a lot of companies and lesson learned. Okay, Regina, you want to jump in on this? Any case studies, any stories you could share about what the drivers of the need, the realization, that aha moment where a company says, OMG, we'd better do something, and then it trickles up? What do you think? Well, I, I think there's a couple of things. One <clears throat> that I'm saying a lot right now is there are a lot of companies that are looking to grow their business into different markets, acquiring different companies, and actually the ability to integrate a new business or a new company into the existing infrastructure is sometimes many, very difficult, and you can actually lose value in the business that you're acquiring. So establishing a platform for growth is a lot of times what I'm saying in a finance transformation. Now, that's when it's coming from the finance perspective. I would say, though, in all reality, a lot of finance organizations struggle with the ability to get the, the broader organization all gung-ho about a finance transformation. Sometimes finance ends up being, and I hate to call it the tag-along, but the tag-along on a broader supply chain opportunity. So they recognize that the customer centricity or the supply chain is not where it needs to be. Finance has to support that initiative, and that's how a lot of times finance gets embedded in it and can really drive um, some additional change in that function. Thanks, Regina. I, I want to bring in a new topic. We're about three minutes out to the break before we go into our crystal ball segment after the final break. Uh, James, I want you to introduce a new topic I have here in my notes. You talk about technology innovations helping companies create new revenue streams. How? What? Where? Why? Talk to me. Uh, I, I think that when you look at the role of finance as a whole, the, the stewardship pieces that we talked earlier are critically important in terms of getting the basics right. But the ability for finance to then be that strategic advisor is something that we've talked about um, for a long time. Regina said, I think, in the opening, um, the opening segment that perhaps we haven't got the level of maturity in terms of finance actually being a strategic advisor uh, to the business. But ultimately, as you look at those growth opportunities, whether it's M&A, whether it's going into new markets, finance needs to be there standing alongside the business, looking to help uh, establish uh, risk assessments in terms of key investments, and if you think about what's happened with the recessions and the credit crisis, we've seen organizations, finance organizations, do a really good job of really bringing the house in order, um, protecting cash reserves. Right now, we see people sat on large amounts of, of cash within their organizations, and they're looking for ways to invest that cash. And finance is a, is a, a key part of that, de, of that decision and that investment process. But it needs to be working in partnership with the business, delivering better service to the business, delivering better information to, to, to the business. You know, one of the stats we talk about a lot here 
really you're saying that today your average kind of organization analytic solutions probably only penetrate about 10% of the organization. We're looking to see that rise to about 75% by, by 2020. And that inherently means that finance needs to be part of that solution, putting that information into the hands of, of people that can make business decisions. And that means educating them. And I see finance playing a key role in enabling that. And that's how the business as a whole can then grow and exploit new opportunities. And James, Thank one you. thing that we've, we've yes. done some current research that, you know, just follows up on that topic and, and supports it, that CFOs continue to say that analytics is top of mind. It, I would say for the past year, it has been at the number one or number two position on things that they're focusing on um, in, the, in the future, in the upcoming quarter. I, I think Thank it's a great you. point. It's music to my ears, for, for sure. I'd also say that the, the, the content, the knowledge, the expertise that needs to go with that, that level of penetration is critically important. And I think that's why some of the solutions that you guys are able to offer, your experience of working with customers in bringing that knowledge, that domain expertise into the penetration of those analytics and finance solutions more broadly across the organization is, is, is critically important. It comes back to both your and KK's points around the, the technology being one part of it along with the business process and the, the people as well. Okay, KK, I'm going to give you a chance just to chime in here for 15 seconds before we go to break. Any comments about new revenue streams or what, what James has been talking about? I think James and Regina have hit uh, several of the points uh, that, that are on my radar, but essentially finance is turning, uh, is, is, is starting to play more of the strategist role these days in, and whether it's identifying new acquisition targets. You know, another example uh, you can think of is, is, is the is the is the margin improvement projects that we see that are, that are that are taking place these days, and finance seems to be the catalyst uh, for that for those kind of projects as well. Thank you, KK. I want to thank Regina Edmiston, KK Dave, and James Fisher for a great roundtable. When we come back, I'm asking them right now, all three of you, get out that chamois and start polishing off your crystal ball. I'm going to ask you to look ahead five years to 2018 and tell me what transformation will be like. How many companies will have accomplished it? Is it possible in five years? What kind of stage will it be in for? High growth, big behemoth companies and SMEs and little tiny companies just thinking about starting a business. Where will they be? I'm Bonnie D. Graham. You're listening to Financial Excellence with Game Changers, presented by SAP. We'll be right back. Brad, out. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. The time for enterprise mobility is now. According to IDC, by 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase, an SAP company, offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime, anywhere, and on any device. www.sap.com Always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Welcome back to Financial Excellence with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Comments? Questions? 
Send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet during and after the show at hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to financial excellence with Game Changers. And here we are. And those of you who want to tweet, it's hashtag SAP Radio. The water's fine. Jump right in. Join Malcolm and join SAP GRC. I think we have uh, Aaron tweeting with us today. And we'll do a special shout out to Aaron in a few minutes. I've asked my three esteemed guests to polish off the crystal ball during the break and tell me what financial transformation will be like five years from today or whatever their crystal ball shows. So let's kick this off with Regina Edmiston from Deloitte. What do you see, Regina? Okay, so... Bonnie, in 2018, five years from now, I really think, you know, if I, if I say what are the characteristics, I think we're going to see less time on transaction processing and controls and reconciliations. So the people in the organization are going to start moving up the value chain and spending more time in analytics, strategic planning, cash management, those types of things. I think we're going to see increased self-service, so not as much the business has to go or the finance function has to go ask IT for help doing something. I think it's going to be more partnering there. I think we're going to see lightning-fast processing speed, so things that people are only thinking of doing today and analytics they want to do and what-if scenarios, they're going to have access to that information right at their fingertips. I think the business and um, finance are going to be embedded together and partnering much more closely. We're probably going to see an increase in social media for predictive analysis and forecasting. Um, and I think the, the ideas that people have, you know, are, are just, you know, waiting to come out. Um, you know, push alerts. I think we're going to have text messages when activities in the finance function or results are outside the threshold. So I think there's going to be a lot more information getting thrown at people so they can spend more time analyzing and less time um, Agonizing the numbers right. (laughs) Sorry, I'm saying analyzing instead of agonizing. Maybe that's something we need to talk about with James on the analytics side. Thank you, Regina. Great predictions. You certainly packed a lot in there. I hope my listeners are taking notes. But if you're not, in about 12 hours, this show will be available on demand as a podcast, and you could even download the MP3 and take the notes. Then let's move to your colleague, Regina's colleague, KK Dave from Deloitte. KK, can you go five years out like Regina did? And if not, how long can you take us in terms of looking at financial transformation into the future? Well, I mean, I, I, the way I look at finance transformation is between now and the next three or four years, I'd say. And my crystal ball says that mm-hmm. all opportunities to implement a, a large technology-based project will be treated as an opportunity to transform the finance function. And the key components of that transformation are going to be, like, like Regina said, analytics, uh, cash flow management, rolling forecasts is going to be a big thing, and overall just cost reduction and working capital management, as that seems to be the big, pre- big trend and, and also a lot of pressure that the CFOs are faced with. Also, I think um, organizations that were un- unable to adopt that approach in the past or un- unable to take, take on the transformational approach in the past will likely start new finance transformation initiatives that will adopt the holistic view and more than likely along with an upgrade project. I, I can see a lot more upgrade-based finance transformation opportunities in the future. Thank you, KK. That was a packed house as well. Thank you. James Fisher, we got plenty of time for you. How far out can you see in your crystal ball, James Fisher, from SAP? Uh, well, I think my crystal ball kind of is a, a back to my quote at the, the beginning of the show, right? It's an ongoing process. Um, we need to continue to, to be reborn, in the words of, 
uh, of, of Bob Dylan to go, come back to that, that quote. Ultimately, this process of transformation will never stop. If it does stop, you will start to lose the, the, the competitive advantage. You'll lose, lose your edge. So my prediction ultimately is that finance transformation is going to continue. The organizations will look and find new ways to use technologies to transform what they're doing and give themselves a, a competitive edge. Um, I think Regina and, uh, and, and KK listed some, some, some great technologies. The ones I want to just add to that as, as being particularly transformative, I think we'll see more of this come out in finance transformation projects over the course of the next um, uh, five-plus years. We're already seeing it today. Big growth in the number of people using analytics. I mentioned it before the break. Mm-hmm. Second, we're going to see continued expansion uh, of predictive capabilities, um, moving away from, from just the data scientist, which is a critically important role, but actually putting predictive capabilities into the hands of, of more people uh, across the business, including finance. And then thirdly, I think really extending more of the finance processes, whether it's core transaction processes, out to mobile devices, and then ultimately more of the decision-making processes, analytic-type processes, also getting those out on, onto more mobile devices with a simpler user experience, more intuitive uh, capabilities um, that's going to involve more people in the process. What's critically important, and this is a pet project of mine, Bonnie, mm-hmm. is the education that needs to go with that. Yes, we can put the technologies into place, but we've got to educate people in how to use them. Predictive analytics are a great solution, but you need to teach people about the risks of using these technologies, the risks that, that come with their decision-making processes. So, so I think an overall education is going to be a key part of future finance transformation projects. Sounds Bonnie, like another topic. Have, yes, Regina, go ahead. Can I please. have 30 seconds? You can. Okay, you James may. introduced you know, a lot of really good things there, and I think the thing that just popped into my head is each organization should think about a process improvement or a transformation owner because it is an mm-hmm. evolution. It is going to continue to go, as James said, and if you stop transforming, you're going to fall behind. So think about how you're going to lead that um, within the organization and, and keep that momentum going. Perfect segue. I have a bonus question. Uh, nobody was expecting this, but who is, what is the DNA? Regina, I'll start with you. The DNA of that person who will lead the charge, who will lead the financial transformation, be in charge of that project over the long term if they have that kind of staying power. What will their education be, even their age range? I won't ask you for gender. Everybody hates when I do that. Regina, who will that person be if they were to get that job and be ideal? Just quickly give you 30 seconds. Describe that person for me. Then we'll ask KK and James, go ahead. Sure. Someone well-respected by the business, someone that mm-hmm. understands the business and has a um, an understanding and an appreciation for technology, a person that is never satisfied but wants to, and is very collaborative and works together ah. to and sees process improvements and wants to go out and attack those with a vengeance. Thank you. KK, DNA of the next financial transformation leader who will be successful. Talk to me. I think the person needs to understand business challenges first, uh, understand what the competitive advantage of their specific organization is all, all about, be extremely collaborative, and have a, and have a real uh, thirst to get something big accomplished. Will they have an MBA or a higher degree than that? I think an MBA always helps. Okay. James, who is that person? Talk to me. DNA, please. Uh, well, I'm not going to argue with anything KK and Regina have, have, have said. I think they both <laughs> profile the, the characteristics extremely well. I think that anybody that moves into to this role wants to be successful here needs to 
have all those those traits of, of, of collaboration, but I also think they need to be a great communicator. They need to be able to influence a wide range of, of people. They need to be able to use fact to, to, to um, prove success and prove value, um, but influence is, is, is key, and not just influence in terms of, of what happens within finance, but they need to be able to see the opportunity uh, and really work with the, the the wider business. So I would just add commu- the communicator aspect is, is in my opinion, cr- critically important to this. Very interesting. It sounds to me like there's a little bit of another I word in there, James, an inspirational person, somebody who, who can inspire that energy, not only influence but inspire people to look ahead. The bonus question I don't have time for, but we can think about if we invite you all back, is is there one company today you would tell a small growing company to see as a role model for financial transformation? But we're out of time. Coming up, I have to talk about it. Next week, number two in financial excellence, we're going to be talking next Tuesday, April 9th, about Board risk oversight, what the regulators are saying. You don't want to miss that one. And then Tuesday, April 16th, our topic is innovations in EPM. Living under a rock, that's enterprise performance management. Tomorrow, Coffee Break with Game Changers. I'll be talking about a really interesting topic, debunking big data myths, the elephant in the room. you got to tune in to find out who that is. Whoop, whoop. Yes, there's a rhyme in there. I want to do my shout-outs to Aaron Hughes. Thank you for helping to arrange this. And Michael Lortz, glad to have you two on board with our new series, Financial Excellence with Game Changers. Thank you always to my co-producer, Malcolm Kimberlin. Thank you to my three very special guests. You all Played so well with me today. Loved it. Regina Edmiston and KK Dave from Deloitte and James Fisher from SAP. And thank you as always to Brad, Jeff, Ryan, Al at the Business Channel team. Here's my call to action. You ready? Write this down. What are you waiting for? Go out and be a game changer today. I'm Bonnie D. Graham signing off for the first episode of 13 in Financial Excellence with Game Changers presented by SAP. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Coffee Break. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Financial Excellence with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run business is run SAP. To keep the conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to hashtag SAPRADIO and join host Bonnie D. Graham again next Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time, here on the Business Channel, wishing you a game-changing week. Music.